0: It's time for the movie raid, and tonight's victim is actor Doug Jones, that played in many films like Hellboy and including Hocus Pocus. What's up?
1: Hey! Wow! You dug deep for the Hocus Pocus one. That's 1993.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hocus Pocus. in case you're wondering who he was, he was a zombie.
1: I was Billy the Billy the Bill, Dead Guy, Billy yeah. Butcherson. I yeah. had so much fun with that.
0: The one that gets point. He was the guy that got poisoned by one of the witches. If you can guess which one, you just might get a treat.
1: I can tell you now, it's Bette Midler. Yeah, she was wicked to me, and she poisoned me, sewed my mouth shut, and buried me. And then I came back 300 years later to help the kids battle her off. And, uh, yeah, know, it's what it's a, it's a fun little classic Halloween film that's become over the years.
0: That's, that's always been a fun film. You never get tired of that film, really. So what do you have going on right now?
1: Well, right now, uh, the next thing coming out for me is July 23rd.
0: Is it starting out as an independent or is this pretty much going full worldwide?
1: fart jokes, the whole thing. Until... Vein that um, Ghostbusters
0: was. Is this kind of a, a little bit of a risk for you? I mean, there there are a lot of sci-fi films out there, but some of them do very well, and some of them just go completely bombed. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, right. It, it all it all depends. Yeah, I not, I don't I don't feel risky at all. No, you know, when it's a comedy, all bets are off. You know, I I feel that like uh, if, if we're doing something.
0: Yeah, uh, considering how many characters you played as over the years. Right, right. <laughs> so you definitely
1: got to get it on.
0: But you're also in an uh, upcoming horror film. Uh, John dies at the end.
1: Yes, what a fun one that is. Uh, directed by and, and the screenplay was written by Don Coscarelli and directed by Don Coscarelli. He um he took this uh, a book called John Dies at the End and adapted it for film. It is uh, it's quirky, funny, disturbingly. South by Southwest Film Festival packed houses and the reviews have come in and the reviewers keep saying uh, things like I'm not sure I understood Some great uh, iconic actors, and Angus Scrim from Phantasm, and uh, uh, and the, the two lead kids are, are a couple of newcomers, Rob Mays, and uh, and the lead is actually Chase Williamson, and he's just fantastic. These kids are
0: great. Would you say this might be a, a little bit of a breath of fresh air as far as what's going on in the industry right now? Like for this film, you think it's actually going to kind of pop out? I- When's this one coming out? Is this going basically direct to DVD, or is it uh, just being streamed out on online?
1: Uh, it's still it's still uh, playing the film festival circuit. It just had a, um, a packed out, sold out house in Seattle, uh, and uh, so I think once uh, once we get distribution, it's probably going to stop the film festivals. And I was told maybe still like in the fall this year, the theatrical run. I don't know. Uh, I, w- I would hope so, but it, it all depends on on how much buzz it gets you know these, these uh, when a line forms around the building at the film festivals to see it, that kind of bodes well that it might actually have a, a chance at a theatrical run, even if it's limited, uh, before the DVD comes out, which I would hope for.
0: Yeah, with with, with these type films, uh, especially independent ones, uh, do you think it's, it's actually starting to grow better compared now than before?
1: Indie films? Yeah. yeah I sure do. Uh, there's a lot more of them, that's for dang sure. Especially, I think, was was when the changeover happened from uh, don't have to shoot on film anymore and film was so expensive that 35mm stock with and yeah. developing it and you know and transferring things now you can shoot on digital and uh, with a film quality so it's accessible to everyone now at any budget level to make a uh, you know a slick looking
0: It's just—it's always been there, but the thing is, it's up and downs as far as, as far as popularity. It's like oh, it's like oh, it, it, it's always that whole uh, well, it's got to be that one film that stands out than all the other ones. It's like oh, okay, we'll we'll pick that up. But a lot of independent films, it, they go up and then they go back down, off and on every time. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with B-side movies either. Those are really cool, too. Right,
1: if you, if you can laugh your way through some, some cheesy horror, that's great yeah. fun for the whole family,
0: isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's just absolutely nothing. And believe it or not, yeah, of course, a lot of B-side movies that just were specifically B-side end up being called, cl- called classics later on in the future.
1: Right, right, exactly. With the advent of things like, you know, Netflix and Hulu and there's iTunes, there's so many different oh, places yeah. to watch movies now, so the, that's why the business.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, since everything's gone to digital, do you think it's actually killing the industry, or do you actually think it's really helping the industry?
1: Oh, I don't know. I think uh, uh, it's funny, because box office receipts are still coming in, so I think the, the big theater experience won't go away. You can't you can't match that, you know, when you go into that smell of the popcorn and, and the big surround sound and the huge screens. Oh, and-
0: certainly. oh never but i mean everything's on digital you can just download it you can stream it but and rather than going to the theater and just watching it on the on the big big screen whichever your pleasure is but
1: right well uh, i think i think we uh you know people have to have the theater experience with on the big screen love it and then they want to get it on the downloadable version too you know they want it in the palm of their hand on their iphone or wherever and that's that's great is it only it only
0: sometimes but the thing is there's always that piracy as well and you you really can't control that regardless no matter what technology come out no matter the biggest you know spam blocker in the world can't help it no matter what yeah yeah but it's also taken away from the artist it would take a, take away from you if they if the, if your film right now is being streamed or downloaded right now for free and someone can just pass out dvds for free
1: Do it the right way, and it's still to download a movie without it can be cheaper than buying a DVD from from your store. So it's still there. Are, there are many cheaper options. You don't, you know. I don't know. Uh, you're, do it the right way. you basically and, and <laughs> everyone still makes a profit. and Everyone's still happy about it. I think
0: yeah, you just pretty much sit on the fence and just watch what happens, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You're not. You're not really for home, it. You're not really, against you
0: know? it. You're just sitting there, just watching. It's like, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. exactly <laughs> But it, it's always going to be a problem. Um, it's it's a huge thing. Everything's so digital. Everything we got all these all this technology that that can help, but it can also ruin the experience as far as film goes. Now, of course, that goes right back to CGI. It's it's a great tool, but then you see it splashed all over the film. It's it's it makes it that whole fake effect. Right, right. And it's like well, it's not really as interesting as it was before, because. Yeah, especially when someone's cutting someone's limbs off or even even driving a background somewhere, it's like the background looks so fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rather than going to on, on a real location and then filming it.
1: <laughs> right. I think yeah, I think uh gee, that, that whole discussion, that that's a whole other discussion I think. But uh, uh I think C G when it's used properly filming him in the night that the, the ch- challenge is mine to make that costume or that makeup come to life as that creature you know yeah. um, that's a whole art form that i that i don't think will be gone anytime soon either because 100 percent cg characters you know the audiences uh, can spot them you know, still you know and then if it doesn't look real enough or they can't connect with the eyes enough or they can't feel the humanity of that character enough uh they're not going to they're not going to connect with them as much so
0: yeah, some companies, they get a little too frustrated with, with that portion. And then, you know, they so basically just say, fuck it, uh, we're going to go with CGI. Because they don't want to mess with the real element effect. You know, like dressing up in an actual costume and getting all the makeup on there. And of course, it takes a lot of time putting all that on. But it'll eventually pay off.
1: It does. I believe you're right. So I'm I'm an advocate of uh, but But there's some characters like like the Silver Surfer that I played, for instance. Yeah.
0: I mean it's just something like that have you ever thought of doing some stunts yourself I mean you seem pretty you fit the bill
1: <laughs> um, when it comes to stunts I I, I don't want to there are too many good stunt people in this world that are really amazing at what they do that I would never want to call myself a stunt man or, or, or say yeah I can do that when, when they're really trained for that and I'm, I i like to think of myself as an actor and I do actually have a tall skinny stunt double uh, that has done four movies with me now um, and uh, and he's, he's amazing his name is Watch coming out July 27th, so
0: Yeah, well, stuntmen. It doesn't seem that they're as appreciated as they should be because they're breaking their balls for this actor, and because the actor either they get that actor may get paid a lot of money not to do it, right. or uh, you know they don't want to risk you know either killing or breaking a bone of their star role.
1: Well, and the thing <laughs> is too, I mean, you know, a, a big studio movie has a ton of uh, they have millions and millions of dollars at stake. So if their main star gets hurt in the middle of production, that movie has to. And they can't afford to do that. They can't
0: afford it at all.
1: So insurance issues would come up. So they're not going to let you know these these major movie stars that say, "Yeah, I do all my own stunts." Eh, Not always. You know, there's certain things that the studio would never let them do because you know that's too much of a risk. So uh, yes, but you know they they, they let us play to a point, and then if 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 any kind of danger could happen where we could break in half and and ruin the movie, they, they would
0: never let us do that. No. Well, speaking of the companies, do you actually prefer the smaller kind or would you actually rather work with the major one? No,
1: that's a good question. more scenes shot per day uh and you kind of leave a scene maybe not sure you got it all but eh, let's hope um that's yeah. the drawback but uh the plus side of of indie filmmaking though is that the freedom that the filmmaker has without a studio head over him saying here's what we need for demographics and here's your product placements mm-hmm. and here's your blah okay. blah 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 here's our target audience blah 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 uh, they don't have to worry about any of that an indie filmmaker can make the story that he's written and and he can direct what he wants uh, artistically and keeping it all in you know intact if they make a good film and it, uh, you know distributors show up at film festivals looking for that next thing and the big distribu- the big studios love you know finding a, a small indie film that didn't cost much to make that they can buy from a film festival um, from uh, that they didn't have to put any upfront production money into right that films already made all they have to do is Buy it for a low, a low price, and then distribute it and advertise the poop out of it, and hopefully they'll make their millions back that way. So you know, uh, that's a good gig for them. Uh, you know, the uh, the studio films with the bigger budgets. The drawback, uh, the the plus side is, is the money they have, and the, what that what that affords us. and The drawback. Would
0: and the sad thing is is like you can easily be replaced if, as far as uh, certain major companies you can just easily be replaced because if, if they disagree with you whatever that you're arguing about or debating about it's like you know what we'll just ask someone else to write this or we'll just ask someone else to direct this or act this <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> Uh, do you think uh, s- uh, future superhero films, between now and, and in future, uh, you think it's actually going to be used more of a product rather than something someone can actually enjoy the experience? Well,
1: I don't know. I uh, I think w- I really have been enjoying the Marvel movies of late. Uh, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and the Avengers this summer has been. I really, I actually liked it a lot. Uh, it was commercially successful. Of course, they're going to sell a lot of toys off of that. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, though, it was written and directed by Joss Whedon, uh, who was the creator of the Buffy Vampire series and uh, uh, and the um, and Firefly, Serenity, and Doctor Horrible Sing Along. while he's got a lot of street cred with the geeks. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a nice mix of big budget, huge Marvel production mixed with the right storyteller to to get it to the fans that that will appreciate.
0: It could just easily be used as a product. And it's like, okay, here's this actor and here's this actor, and they're like a big superstar film. Right. You know? It's like, oh, okay, and then and then it becomes less appealing.
1: Right. Well, uh, and I I but I understand.
0: I mean, regardless, so far it seems like they're they're doing pretty well with these superhero films. Uh, yeah. It's actually, it's good to see that we see our favorite heroes actually in action rather than on a piece of paper.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I was in I was actually in Batman Returns, the second one. Yeah. Uh, you
0: played as one of the clowns, I believe.
1: I was. I was the thin clown. I was one of Danny DeVito's sidekicks when he he played the Penguin, and I was, he hung out with the Red Triangle Circus Gang, and I was I was one of his clown guys.
0: Yeah, weren't you one? Um, oh God! Which one were you though? W- weren't you? um...
1: There were several clowns. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I uh, mean,
0: there was one like where Penguin is making a speech outside, uh, or were you like basically in the in the sewers?
1: I was in the sewers a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, when he came back from making his mayor speech for the mayor race, um, he, came, he he flopped, and the the PA system was you know running a recording of of something he'd said previously. That was all. I'm going to take over Gotham City, and like these people can laugh. And by the time people were booing him, and he came back down to the sewer, and when he got off of his little duck boat, I was the first one who met him, and I said, great speech, Oswald.
0: Oh, okay, Yeah, there we go, yeah. the good old days yeah uh, <laughs> of course no batman's completely upgraded with uh instead of felt he's got some real armor going on
1: <laughs> yeah no it's, it's, a, it's a different look with christopher nolan directing it now and uh a little, little darker and a little uh it doesn't have as much goofy comic bookiness to it it has more dark comic book to it i think yeah so great
0: It's it's definitely more superhero-like. It's got that little uh, mystery behind Batman now because he's, he's his, his suit more upgraded now. It looks actually looks really good. I
1: think you're right. I think you're right.
0: But um, let's. You say you also got a book too. Is that?
1: It's crazy. Yeah, I've got I, uh, a coffee table photo book. Uh, you know, I started as a mime.
0: meeny meeny mimey mo.
1: I mean it, it, totally I, so uh-huh. that's why it got to 240 pages is because we couldn't stop coming up with puns so uh, including uh, the TV and film section that has uh, mimey vice and dirty miming and uh, mimey dearest the little mer mime it's, it goes on and on it's ridiculous <laughs> and uh If you're an online shopper, you go to Amazon.com and do a little search for Mime Very Own Book, is what it's called, Mime Very Own Book, and uh, that's M-I-M-E. Uh, and uh, you can also find it, if you're not an online shopper, you can go to your Barnes & Noble, and if uh, if they don't have it in, uh, in stock, they can order it for you.
0: All right, go ahead and plug in your uh, current films again, and uh, any other websites that you'd like to plug in as well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm also currently working on a movie called Raze, R-A-Z. And that, that stars Zoe Bell, the action star, uh, who was you know from Death Proof as the, uh, the girl who was on the hood of the car. And uh, uh, you also know her as, uh, as the, the Uma Thurman stunt double from the Kill Bill movies. And um, you know her as Xena, Princess Warrior stunt double from, uh, from Xena uh, all those years. So she's amaz- Zoe Bell is amazing. I worked with her on a little film called Angel of Death a while back. And uh, now she came looking for me. She's producing and starring in a movie called Rays. Um, and it's kind of like um, it's like a fight club for women, only they're there against their will. and that's where I come in. I'm the patriarch of this elite society that is kidnapping women, putting them into this prison sort of setting and making them fight each other to the death. So there's your setup. it's ridiculous. And it really explores how much a woman will go to, how, how what limits a woman will go to to protect protect the ones she's, she loves. Um, so all these women are, Fighting to save the lives of, the, of their of their uh, loved ones back home that we have also under surveillance, and if they don't fight, we'll kill them. So it's a it's a really grisly setup, and the, you know, a lot of action, a lot of great fight scenes, um, and the the woman playing my wife in the movie, it's also like uh, you know, also in on this whole weird society of people, is Sherilyn Finn, who played Audrey in the old Twin Peaks TV series. She is a classic beauty, an amazing actress. So great to work with her. So uh, we're just filming now, still. Uh, it's, it's an indie project that Zoe, you know, is putting together with her other producers and, and, and whatnot. It's being directed by Josh Waller, and uh, and so hopefully uh, they already got foreign distribution by. comic book conventions and, uh, uh, and horror fan conventions, sci-fi conventions. I do appearances all the time, and I love those. And so that and whatever projects I'm working on in film and TV are all findable at my official website. And that website address is thedougjonesexperience.com. That's thedougjonesexperience.com. And once you get there, you can see t- uh, buttons on the left side for Facebook and Twitter and all that I love Twitter. Now on Twitter I'm at Actor Doug Jones. So uh you can find me and I'll, uh, talking
0: on the web all the time. There you go, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. That's
1: right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>